Welcome to Inspire West Virginia, a podcast all about inspiration through words and actions. Hello, Eric Nutter. Hey, Tim Bradley. How's it going? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. Doing well. I've got the uh, got the old headphones on, and I got to tell you, it's uh, it's getting a little warm under here. I got it's uh, yeah, it's keeping me keeping me pumped up. Well, I finally, after you know some some weeks of taking some ribbing from you, I've got headphones in too. So not just talking into a speakerphone. Yeah, so I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to get better to make this myself as much as of an Eric Nutter person as I can. <laughs> well, you won't be you won't be all the way there until you have a full you know microphone set up with the uh, the podcasting tools and everything in front of you. Uh, also wired up to a cell phone so that you can talk to to somebody. So it's uh, it's quite a contraption rig I've got set up here. And so I've every, got, I've got a ways to go for, for everybody listening because we are, uh, distanced, uh, distance podcasting, I guess. Um, that's why I may sound a little bit better than Tim. It's cause I'm literally on a microphone and Tim is talking to me on his cell phone. So, uh, but it's, it's, it's worked out so far. I think so. Yeah. So Tim, what are we going to talk about today? Um, so this is something that is really personal to me. Um, four years ago on May 13th, 2016, which was actually Friday the 13th, um, my world changed and, and it got flipped upside down. And I was going to kind of talk about uh, that experience mm-hmm. and what happened then, where we're at now and, and the, the effects of, of the, everything that's happened in between. Okay. All right. Well, tell me, so, so what happened on Friday the 13th? Um, it wasn't Jason this time, but it, it, it's, it's a bigger story. Okay. Um, so for me, uh, again, this is, is baseball related, which has pretty much been my life for the last uh, <laughs> 40 years. But um, my, my oldest was getting ready for a game. Uh, a tournament, we had a little inner squad scrimmage and trying to get everything ready for the next couple of days. Right. Um, I'm on the field. I kind of hear a cry. Nobody ever came and got me. So we finish our game. I'm talking to you know the kids. And then my wife comes over and she's like, Hey, Zane got hit. And I said, what do you mean Zane got hit? And she said, one of, one of Landon's teammates took a practice wing and didn't see Zane mm. hit him in the bat right below the right eye. Um, so, you know, we're checking on him. He never lost consciousness. He only cried for a second. But um, as we're walking, I have a friend who's uh, an ER doctor. I said, all right, here's what we got going on. He starts throwing up at that point. Oh, gosh. So we're like, all right, he uh, is bad. So so how, how old was Zane at this point? Um, He was four. Oh, gosh. He's right at, so, yeah, uh, I mean, he's right at oh, swinging yeah. height. Yes. Mm. So, I mean, just, you know, the, the, the kid never saw him and it was just right below the eye. So you rush, we get him to the hospital and, you know, it's a Friday evening. It's Friday the 13th. It was a full moon. All the things that you could think about and we get there and there's going to be a wait. And, and luckily my buddy had called ahead. We already had a room ready. We already go back into a, a, a cast scan and, and x-rays. Yeah. Um, Zane of, Zane had a concussion, uh, broken orbital, fractured cheekbone, and that was that was our Friday evening. So, so um, he had he he had all of that, and he 
only cried a little bit and hung out for yep. the whole game? So this was, uh, it, it happened about, uh, I believe, you know, second inning. And we, we played like five innings. And, my, you know, my wife was, she was kind of talking to him. He never, he cried one little time, no complaints. He didn't throw up at all. He, he just, he was, seemed fine. And as it went on, then it, you know, the, the vomiting started and everything else. So, wow. wow. That's gotta be, that's terrifying. Oh, it was. Oh yeah. So we're rushing around and at the time I had a job where I had to travel. I had to leave him in the hospital to go travel for work. Mm. Um, so, you know, there, to this day, there's some things around that, that personally eat at me, but, um, it, it was tough. I mean, I'm, I'm driving to the airport. I'm, crying uh, i get on the plane and everybody's looking at me i get to i had to go to 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 texas and you know i'm working and i was close to to that that place so they kind of had an understanding of what was going on they were surprised that i, I still had to come right um, but but yeah i'm sitting there he's he's back here he's in the hospital my wife did an amazing job um Landon did a great thing of, of being there for his little brother, but man, it was it, it changed so much because up until that point, you know, I was uh, I, I thought I was a good father. Um, I did a lot of stuff with and for them, but to leave him to to fly basically halfway across the country, I felt I felt terrible, and mm-hmm. um, a, a person that at at uh, my comp- company uh, calls me and he says, "Hey, I heard what happened. Is there anything I can do?" And I said, uh, "I can't. I can't continue my path. I can't continue with this job, even though it's something I loved. I loved to do. I loved everything about it. I can't be away." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, I'm. I'm actually getting ready to have a position where you're going to be in the office every day. You work your eight, nine hours, and you're out." And it was no hesitation. That's what I did. Um, it was a, a, a step back in my career. Again, I, I lost momentum. The, the path I wanted to go on was not changed. Mm-hmm. So it, it got me thinking, you know, when I wrote this piece, uh, I've kind of wrote about it multiple times. It is very difficult for me to write about because I go back into that place of feeling like I let uh, everyone down. Yeah. Um, but you know that that happened four years ago, and, and since then, I've been I've been home every night. Um, everything that I do, I do with my boys. Um, never exclude them. Um, you know, we sometimes I think they get a little. Come on, Dad, that's enough. But I'm like, hey, if I'm <laughs> going to do this, I want you there with me. Um, it, it, because it's I'm getting close, especially, and and you can relate with your daughter we don't got a whole lot of time left with the, the oldest ones. Mm-hmm. And you know, luckily we still have you know, Zane behind it, but you know, there's not a time at our moment that I don't go back until that night to say it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And so it, it, it definitely put things in better perspective for me mm-hmm. uh, of what was, what I really needed to do and what was really important. We talked about it before I had put, everything in me into that old job. And I was working all the time. Um, I was overseeing places uh, on the West coast uh, across the way 
And so the times were different. So you were really never off the clock. Your phone was always ringing. You always had emails. You were, you know, sometimes with the project, you respected, hey, this is this is the most important thing you've got going on. Right. I was on vacation, and I've, I've talked about it before. On vacation, I went to the bathroom to answer a, a conference call because of, of a project that I was working on needed to get done. Right. I could have told them, no, I can't do this. I could have gave it to somebody else, but it, it, it was mine. And it's one of those things. Once I, I took over something, I'm like, I've got to see it through the finish. Yeah. That it's, it's almost like that, um, that drive that you have just that motor that you have personally it kind of can work against you. Right. So it's, it it sort of gets in the way or, or it makes you want to keep pushing for something or working all night when you're then missing out on, on family time or something that that you realize is more important. So that, that moment sort of took you right to the brink. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it was, I mean, I, I had, I had written up a resignation letter when I was in Texas, I was just going to quit. Oh, God. Um, obviously, I didn't even think about the ramifications of, of money or anything like that. It's just, I can't be away. So and I'm curious, did, did, um, was it something that, um, were, did you feel like you had to go when you had to leave? Oh, yes. Did you, you, you felt yep. the, that you were being required to leave? 100%. Um, there was never a call from the, the people I reported to to say not to go. Right. Um, the expectation was this was a project that needed to get done. Uh, and, and to this day, I mean, there's a couple people who, who, who have never reached out to, to ask about him, uh, to ask about the situation. Wow. But we, we've had so many others that from the day it happened, it's, they've been there for, for our family and, and for Zoom. Um, sure. You know, it's so lucky. This kid is, I mean, he's hard headed, but. <laughs> that works out. That works out in your favor. Oh, yeah. When getting hit with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, was, that helped us out so much. But uh, um, just, I mean, the kid is so caring, uh, always, always smiling. He's always there for others. And, and he's truly been uh, an amazing, amazing gift that we've been blessed with. Yeah. Um, especially going through this. So, so let's, and, let's, let's do, let's do a quick, uh, fast forward just to make sure everybody knows H- how is Zane today, <laughs> three years later. Oh, uh, he's so, so full of energy. Um, the guy never slows down. So there's no uh, lingering you know, eight years effects old. from any of no. the stuff that happened. One, one of the things that, so, you know, once he got out of the hospital and, and again, we'll go back to, to that moment. The the orbital fracture was we're lucky because it didn't displace. He didn't have to have any surgeries. Um, they initially thought he had a spot on his brain, and they went back and checked, and it was nothing. So everything that your fears are there, we had answers to. Right, um, that's good. But as soon as he comes home, I mean, the guys, he's got an older brother. He's into sports. He loves wrestling. As soon as he gets home, he takes off running and does a flip onto the couch. And we're like, dude, you, your face, your head, whoa. So the hardest part was basically that little bit of, of time after it was, hey, do we need to bubble wrap you? Do we need to bubble wrap the house? Because it, right. this isn't working out well. Right. Um, but, you know, to, to get that first call from him, um, you know, I was in Texas. I was down. 
um, he calls and he said, you know, daddy, I'm fine. Can't wait to see you. <clears throat> Waterworks again. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's, he's so full of energy all the time. I'm surprised you haven't heard him because he's been running through throughout the house. Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, it's, it's, it's great. That's, that's excellent. That's excellent. So, um, so that moment was your, was your moment, um, to kind of realize something about the way you were approaching your career and your life and, and it made you kind of reassess things. Um, you know, God willing, other people can have that realization without having to go through a traumatic event. What do you think? Um, do, do you think you needed it or do you think, um, do you, would you have gotten to that realization eventually, um, without, without um, a traumatic event? Well, it's, it's one of those things. If, if this didn't happen, I would have stayed in that, that, that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have probably been promoted and moved and the expectations and, and what I had been doing would have just been expectation moving forward of, of for what I needed to continue to do. Um, you know, and it's, it's a running joke. I can't help it, but my inability to say no mm-hmm. has come up so many times. And, and with work, sometimes you don't even get that opportunity to say no. If you do something and you do it well, you're going to get more. Right. That's just, you know, that's, that's the, that's what happens. Um, so I was successful at what I did. So I was getting more and more and more. And instead of saying no, I just kept saying, you know what, this is going to help me on that career path. And a lot of people who have done that, there's got to be a sacrifice. And sometimes it's, it's your family and it's getting that downtime. And at the time I had the blinders on, my focus was, all right, I'm going to do this to help my family, which in turn wasn't the best case. Um, unfortunately, I mean, the situation happened. I'm looking in the mirror. This isn't what I wanted to do. This isn't where I needed to be. So it brought me back to, all right, square one, my family's number one. You know, it was in my head with, with my career, they were always, it should have been family than job. And for a while, I think I flipped it. And that was an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for some people sometimes to, um, to find that thing, right? They're, they're constantly being pushed by others. And I think that we've, we've talked about this several times. It's, it's kind of a, a reflection on, on yourself. You, you need to think about what you actually want, what you want to achieve, right. what you want to be, what you're inspired by. It's, it's all comes back to your own personal kind of view of, of who you are, what you want and what you want to do. And that sort of, um, should dictate how you, your path forward. It's when you let all the other stuff, people, opinions, fears, all those things kind of get in the way. That's when problems happen. Oh yeah. And it's, it's been great. I mean, I've, I've no full force into, to everything that I could with my boys. I, you know, I've done a lot of stuff in the community. Um, and, and each one of those steps I've, I've had the boys with me. Um, a lot of the stuff I do with my nonprofit, both boys have been there as participants, as helpers. Um, Landon has been, he probably knows the, the 
nonprofit better than I do because <laughs> he's, he's been there. He's seen it. He, you know, he's taken notes. He's like, Hey, this is something I think you should do to, to improve. This is things that, and for me to see, all right, here's a, here's something that I've, I've kind of worked on and, and he's wanting to do it with me. That's been amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. And getting, getting to have that time. I mean, that's going to be special obviously to you, but it's going to be special to him later in life when he, you know, reflects back on, on that kind of thing and getting to spend that time together on something that not only was cool because you guys got to do it together, but it was helpful to the community. Oh yeah. And it's, it's one of those things like, um, <laughs> again, I, I've, I've done a lot of stuff in the community and, uh, nine times out of 10, they've, they've been right there with me. They've been involved. Um, Rashid Marshall, a great West Virginia quarterback. Um, we were at an event one time and, and Landon and I walk in and he yells out at Landon and said, there's the mayor of Morgantown. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it, it's, we've had great comments and conversations about, you know, whenever we see you, your boys are always there. Um, so it, it's what I wanted to do. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it, it took a dramatic event for me to get those things back in line. Right. And I know there's a lot of people out there that they've had, you know, there's been similar situations, maybe not to the level that we went through, but you know, things have happened and they've, they've had to take that second to reflect and say, you know what, this isn't where I wanted to go. Maybe this is where I needed to backtrack. And, you know, sometimes when we backtrack, we're not really starting over we're moving forward and you know, there's always that fear mm-hmm. of, of changing. Um, obviously I was, I was nervous about the change in, in my career. Um, it was something new. I, I've adjusted to it. Uh, there's, there's still times that you know, I, I look at something and I, I think back to what I used to do and I, I miss the job and it's, it's a hard thing to admit. I miss what I did. I I felt I was good at it, but, you know, there's been opportunities. People have called, Hey, we'd love you to come do this in across travel. And and I've turned a lot of them down. I've, I recently had a conversation where a company wanted me to move to, to another state. And I'm like, I, I'm invested here Hmm. and my family's invested here. And so it's not an opportunity or time that we can do that. And it, and that's scary because there's a great opportunity and a career would, it would have been a great ladder for me to, to take a step up in my career. Mm-hmm. But when I, I think, put my family first again, well, and I think that, that what you're touching on there is really important because a lot of times we are confronted with those kind of decision points, right? We've got, something really cool, something really exciting, some good opportunity is coming our way. But you're, you also have the comfort of what you know, what is current and knowing whether or not to take that jump or leave that job or take that job. Those can be scary decisions on either side of it. Um, the good, the good thing is you'll never know what the other what the alternative would have been once you make that decision. So, (laughs) so you can rest in in that, but I think that's where having that compass at the foundation to know what is, what are you in this for? What are you trying to get? What do you want? Like, you know, that you want time with family and, and a job that requires travel or you moving is going to put a 
put a put a crimp on that. So you've got to you've got to find something that um, that works for you. And when you when you're presented with that opportunity, you you can confidently turn it down because you know that that would get in the way of it. Right. It's we hear it all the time as priorities, and I hate to put it as, as that that you have to look at it and say, well, I made my family a priority. For me, it, it was always there. It was just, I was flip-flopping where I was looking at things. And it's, it, there's still moments I look back on it and say, what was wrong with you? What was your thinking? And, and it's, you know, there's a lot of times I look at it and say, why? But, you know, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. Um, we look at it how lucky we are to, to be where we're at, uh, with him. And, and, you know, I still have a great job, a great company, a great opportunity to be home every night. Mm -hmm. So it's things that, you know, we, we take a lot of things for granted. And and that was another side of this that I was looking at because you just, you feel like, well, I can do something tomorrow. You know, this, this whole pandemic thing is really, for a lot of people brought that, that thinking to the forefront because they're all the stuff that they said, well, we'll do it later. And might, might not be it later. Mm-hmm. And we look at some of these kids in sports. You look at your favorite restaurant, your favorite store. Are they going to be able to come out of this? Right. So one of the biggest things and from my takeaway for, for this was you have to cherish it. You have to put, the things that matter most should never leave that, that point. Yep. And you can move everything else aside. You can move everything else around, but those key components, those key things that make you, you, they've got to stay where they're at. Right. And again, it's every morning when I see that smile, I, I hear the word dad. I can't, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Right. That's cool. You know, normally, uh, near the end of our episodes, I always ask you to kind of wrap it up, but I think you just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us today. You can always find more episodes by visiting inspirewb.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. And of course, you can always leave us a feedback, any questions or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to info at inspirewb.com. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think you've you've said it. So thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week with more inspiration. And until then, stay inspired and be inspiring. Mm-hmm.